Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. All right, fair enough. I, I mean, we got to be straight about this stuff. Uh, by show of hands, who has reached their, their full potential? Come on, get them up. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. You know, I have it on pretty good authority that love is a bit of a slippery fish. When you think you've got it figured out, it love has this way of cleaning your clock. Um, love as a vehicle of potential I suggest, I don't think you can exhaust love. The more you spend love, the more it shows up. It, it's like, maybe it's like the relatives visiting and it when you didn't expect it, ding dong, who the hell's that? You know, and oh my God, it's Uncle Bob and Aunt Martha. Love is... Uh, I don't I don't think you can corral it. I don't think you can exhaust it. And and I started off with that question about your potential because I think love love is a key element to that true potential. You know, it's a curious thing God got us. Boy, they got to be patient, you know. I can you imagine God got us in bed having a smoke after the best whoopee they've ever had? You know, they're sitting there going, damn, son bitch, that was nice. And uh, they say, well, what else is possible? And the divine goddess being the reaching into the void of all that is says, why don't we make a planet Earth? We could, wow. Damn, we could make a planet Earth, and we could take our consciousness and shoehorn it into these human genomes and throw them in a karmic tsunami here on planet Earth. And if they can find love in their heart and then embody that love, some bitch, that'd be a that'd be one hell of a rodeo, wouldn't it? Are you ready to saddle up? Hey, I'm totally stoked about tonight's show. Um, I think we're in for one hell of a ride. Maybe put some glue on your fanny and and park it somewhere and hold on tight because we just might get off in the weeds tonight, and that's just fine with me. The only normal I'm interested in is Abby Normal. Let, uh, I think time's going to fly by because we're going to have so much fun. The topic tonight is wild-hearted purpose, and our guest tonight is Chris Franken. She's live from down under tonight from Byron Bay, Australia. Wild-hearted purpose is the name of her latest book. The subtitle is Embrace Your Unique Calling and the unmapped path of authenticity. 
Now, I might have been messing with you a little bit when I said, have you reached your full potential? Because the unmapped path of authenticity means you can't see the destination. You can't. You can't. Well, no, you can't. I don't think you can. Well, maybe you can. Let's get to it. Wild-hearted purpose, embrace your unique calling, and the unmapped path of authenticity. Chris is going to talk about discovering ways to reveal your true life purpose. When it comes to living your greatest purpose, let wildflowers be your muse. I love that. Building on the wisdom of the call of intuition, a previous book, Chris shares her unique process for realizing your full potential and learning to live authentically through nature. Through nature. Nature's got its act together. We could learn a lot from that. She presents dozens of simple and inspiringly practices to help you discover the dreams of your soul Design your own process for growth and live your purpose every day. Enough enough of that. Let's get to it. Join me in welcoming Chris to the show. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Les. It's awesome to be here tonight. I'm really stoked to connect with you. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor. Should we have like a normal bonfire and we can just stack up all the normal of the past and torch that sucker? Yes, please. Can we put on it every single mass that we've ever been given by everyone in our lives and past lives and get them in the blaze? That would be phenomenal. I like that. Uh, a gigantic bonfire. It, it's got that Phoenix metaphor to it, doesn't it? You know, it's like from the ashes. If we if we torch our past and and uh, um, lose our karmic momentum, lose our our karmic propensity, and and break into freedom like some bare ass naked bloke and run down the road with the curtains around our birthday suit, smiling and laughing. <laughs> I'm so with you on that metaphor. If it is a metaphor, no, I love it because. The, the flames are alchemy, and what, we, what, what really, really helps us on the path of our purpose is when we take old beliefs that are trying to run the show via the ego, via the thoughts, via the just how we're living our lives, and if we can throw them into the flames regularly and alchemize them, alchemize these denser emotions into a better way, then we get closer and closer to realizing our full potential, which is love. Right. Nice. Which is love. And, you know, love has a way of kicking your ass, especially when you approach love with this linear 3D mind ego. The the 3D mind ego pretty much sucks at understanding vast, nonlinear, multidimensional arenas of, of consciousness. How do how do we make space in our psyche for such a, a powerful dynamic, um, perhaps archetype of this love and and if you're really serious, unconditional love? 
Well, you touched on it there, and that is our multidimensional self, because our in, the entirety of our being knows love, because we're made from love, and because we are connected to infinite, unconditional source of love that never ends, that is always expanding. So when we tune out of space and time and we come into presence, which could be in meditation, which could be while you're sitting on the beach, which could be while you're doing anything, but you're completely in the moment and you lose sense of time, this illusory concept that really keeps us slaves to this linear way of being. When you lose sense of time and you actually lose your grip, your attachments, your obsessions to anything in the 3D, not that there's anything wrong with the 3D. I mean, I love living here. I love <laughs> connecting with it on a third dimensional level. But when you really lose that for a minute, you just, you enter the void. And in the void, it feels scary for someone maybe who hasn't been there before, but you just feel this overwhelming sense of deep peace and love. And that is our full potential because that is who we are on a soul level. So it's something that I believe every human being is longing for. It's something that we yearn for and, and our heart nudges us towards that in, in every moment, not as a push, not as a, you've got to do this or you've got to be that way. It's, it's actually the opposite. It doesn't really use words, again, dropping out of the 3D concepts that we're all so attached to and coming into this present wordless moment where love lives. It get, we just, we get wrapped up in love for a minute and we lose ourselves. We forget our name. We forget our job <laughs> titles, our identities. They fall away for a glorious moment or if you're lucky, a few. And you enter the, into that space of, of bliss and ecstasy. So, yeah, so like you say, if you're really like creating your life on that linear pathway of this is what I've got to do because my parents said, or this is what I've got to do because this is what society thinks that I should do, or that person said, or whatever, however you're creating that life from external sources, which is why I always say burn the maps, just burn the maps, just start up that fire and burn the maps because then you're getting closer to your truth. So when you are fighting against the present moment, when you're, when, you're, when you're attaching to, this is my name and this is my job title and if I ever lose my job or if I ever lose my car or if I don't ever earn more and more and more money, then I'm going to be whatever, angry, frustrated, unsuccessful, bitter. I'm going to be just like that person and you know, judge, the judgments externally and in, internally are kind of relentless when we go down that linear pathway but just dropping into that present moment, I really feel like that's where the power is. That's where we get to create from. That's the void of all creativity. And when the God and the goddess made love to create universes and multiverses and this precious planet that we live on, <laughs> they were in the org orgasmic cosmic void. And that's where this comes from. And that's why there's so much beauty. So yeah, when you're fighting against the beauty of, the breath, the spirit, the moment, the soul, and all the love that can encompass you there, I feel like you're just creating a really challenging life of just walking uphill through mud, and that's all your own creation. So just choosing love, is it always easy? Well, no, but that's just our beliefs and our conditioning. 
So the more we do that work of letting that go, the easier it becomes until you find yourself on this slipstream and that's where magic really starts to happen. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> well, in uh, in this lifetime, I've, uh, I've had two, uh, I guess I'd call them encounters with insane love. And they're so polar opposite. It took me a while to reflect, to recognize that it was the same love. And one of them kind of... Uh, made me weak at the knees. My very dear friend, uh, Elliot, we were like brothers. And I, I, can, I can drop into this really turt languaging crap where I do like 10 uh, syllables and I have seven points to make. And he would track it all. I could talk in this really shorthand crap. And he just knew what I meant, and so I didn't have to long-wind anything, and I could really communicate with him. Well, he got cancer, and I thought, okay, maybe it's his soul, you know, waking him up or something, because I really had – we both have worked in TV for a long time, and I see TV come down the road. And I thought for sure it was just his soul waking him up. Well, he got through cancer. And he calls me on the phone and he's like, well, I'm, I'm working on this microphone design. I'm going to 3D print a, a model of it and then test it. And I'll call you in like 10 days. And we hung up and, well, he had a relapse or something, went back in the hospital, died. The family chose not to have a funeral and they cremated him. And by the time I had heard about it, he was ashes. And a week or three into that, I, I felt such a, a, a deep pain in my heart from that loss. It was, it was powerful, powerful love. And then the second event, I, it makes me laugh. My daughter's getting married. The whole damn rodeo's all set up. We're standing outside. It, Right now, tonight, it's snowing in Colorado, and it was cold. It was like 10 degrees Fahrenheit, which is well below freezing, and we're standing outside, just me and my daughter, and I'm thinking about how much I love her, and that same really deep love wells up in me, and I start bawling my head off. I'm about to walk her down the aisle, and I'm deeply sobbing over how much I love this girl. And I recognize this is the same feeling I had with Elliot. And and the the reason I bring this up is the 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 scope, the depth, the range of love is really a vast and wonderful thing. And and sometimes we get smoked with love, our heart is broken or something. And we set it aside, and we really don't want to go back there because of the memory of the pain. But I think our hearts are always, I mean, maybe they're masochistic, but they let's do it again. Come on. Let's come on. Billy up to the bar here. 
they are such beautiful stories, Liz. The capacity we have as human beings to experience love in so many different ways with other humans, with animals, with trees. Communion, the symbiotic communion communion between living beings, it is, it's phenomenal. And it really blows me away the times that I am overwhelmed by tears you know, and whether it's my kids or whether it's just like I was leaning on a rock. This is a good three months ago. I was having a really hard time with something, getting really frustrated and wasn't getting any answers. And I went outside and we set this really big rock in our yard and it's in between these huge, like they're like bamboo towers. I don't know. They're just ancient. And I went and I leant on this rock and I said to the rock, you know, can I, can I, can I share with you what I'm going through? And the rock was like, I don't want to, I don't want you to give it to me in pieces. I want you to give me everything. And I just went, and then it just all came out and I was bawling like proper <laughs> ugly cry bawling with my heart right. pushed up against this rock. And it just all came flooding out. And that's the power of love. Nature knows. Nature doesn't have any blocks. Yeah. to us humans it's not saying no no you can't come to the rock no no sorry you're not wearing the right thing you're not saying the right sanskrit you can't come to the rock the rocks are just like come right just come at me give it to me you know because nature is the great alchemizer but also nature is the great lover and from that moment i just everything shifted in my health and in my life and it was regarding my daughter as well and there was a really big shift around her as well and her health and I don't know, like you just, you don't plan that, right? And you never see it coming. It's that, it's that beautiful drop into the portal of the moment and then boom. I like that. Well, I like how you're, you're bringing the, the element of nature into um, that, that's a sacred realm of perhaps our innermost self. The, you know, the Western mind, the Western academic uh, stuff that says, you know, if you get a PhD or a PHE or a PHF, then you're a flipping academic superhero. And and um, uh, I have to think that the divine idea of the human archetype, the human genome, the human persona has to have it. It just has to be in a harmony with nature, not some intellectual construct, some intellectual model. Some, I mean, the mind is such a 3D um, pattern-addicted um, walking neurosis, if you haven't been tending to it. <laughs> That you know, the, the 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 mind is not the destination per se. I think it's the heart, and a lot of times the heart can intimidate the crap out of the mind. Mm. The yeah, I mean, well, the heart is all knowing, and the mind. Sometimes to me, the mind just looks a whole like a whole bunch of little egos running around going, oh. <laughs> If I put this, if I put this hat on, will I fool her? Will she like, will she think like I think? And will she like fall for this like little vibe, this little story? Or what if I put this dress on? Will she think, okay, let's be spiritual. Okay. The ego can look spiritual. And I feel these little egos running around and the heart is this 
fully expansive witness that goes, that's cool, going on, doesn't matter, you know. And I think quite often in this human lifetime, we've all kind of met those people who just live so compassionately in that space of love. And whether they're in India or whether they're, you know, like in a monastery or whether they're actually just at our local community college or something, you know, we meet these people who are so phenomenally expansive in their heart space. They have no judgment. They don't, they don't care. They don't, right. You can wear what you want. They, they have no judgment. And it intimidates us if we're caught up in our minds. We're like, who do they think they are? Right. <laughs> well, that's the point. They don't think they're anything. They're just love. <laughs> well, the, the, there's... There's a, a freedom from not needing a title. I don't want a title. I, mm. I mean, the, the moment you label me this and I behave like that, then, you know, I just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. My freedom is more important. Think of me whatever the hell you want to think of me. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do my own stuff and, and the freedom the freedom to to hone my authenticity. I, I know authenticity is going to come around the bend here in this conversation. Our our authenticity is our own sacred temple. It's it's uh it's when we drop into self-sustaining harmony, kind of with ourselves. The, the uh, when I stay in my authenticity and I say no to every damn thing that is not in harmony with my authenticity and I say yes to every damn thing that is in harmony with my authenticity, I don't, I don't fatigue. I don't accumulate uh, fatigue, I, I guess would be the word. It's like I'm... Um, I have an equilibrium and my cart can't tip over. It's not like I'm challenging the universe or anything, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I really do. Authenticity is so key to living an empowered life. And I, I think what we're doing when we're becoming authentic is we're, we're simply letting go of all that is inauthentic until we can find that place where we're living from it, not striving to be it. And we, we, we really feel like this is who I am. And be, when we become so empowered in that state of, of who I am as a light being, as a human, as a multidimensional being of infinite love, and I get to walk around and I get to do whatever I want to do, like, like just life seems to, just from my own personal experience, life seems to, most of life seems to take care of itself. It's like, okay, I trust. And now that, now I trust, I think authenticity and trust go hand in hand. And so when I trust that I am safe in who I am and I can express myself, I can express my needs, I can express my boundaries, I can express my desires and my loves, then I feel and I trust in who I am and I can express that. And then other people energetically are going to react to that. And you find, I find that I'm just saying no a lot less. And it's not because I'm saying yes more. It's because it just doesn't come as an offering. Right. There's just so much less to think about and, oh, God, do I do this? Like, there's just less drama. Everything I do is less. Oh, wait. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Too dry. The, um, the 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 element of trust is. Uh, I I think it's a key element to. To like you like you say to be able to park it in that authentic realm, and and trust. Yeah, you got to put some skin in the game. You can't just say, oh, oh, I I trust, but I'm not going to. Oh, I trust, but I'm not. You know. Oh, I trust, but oh, I trust, but. Um, <laughs> um, I work on television transmitters that are up in the mountains here. And I'm I'm it's icy as crap. It's really slick. And there's two ways I can get back. One way is up over this steep hill, steep up and steep down. And the other way is much more safe, but it's like three times longer. And I'm driving along and it's like I ask my inner knowing this, can I go up and over? And mm. what makes me laugh so much is is how it, the answer was given to me. Yes. <laughs> like, there's a caveat to this. And I'm like, well, you said yes, F it. I'm going up and over. So I, I go up to the crest of the hill, and it's slick. I come over the top of the hill, and there's cars slid off the road on both sides. It's sheet ice, and I'm stopped. I'm going zero miles an hour, and some guy's standing in the road, and he waves me down saying, hey, you're good, and I just take my foot off the brake, and I'm going like two miles an hour. You could walk past me, and here comes a car, and I hit the brakes. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going as slow as, slower than walking, and I push the brakes, and the truck starts sliding, and it starts turning sideways, and I'll be one of those cars on the side of the road. And I'm like, mm. in that moment, I get this impulse, here, do this. And I turn the wheel and I tap the brakes and the truck lined up and I finish going down the hill. But I trusted that the yes meant yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love, yes, I know exactly what you mean because trust, Trust has to go beyond an affirmation and it has to be how you live your life. And, you know, that, that's just so perfect. When you get the yes, you do, exactly, you do it. Wow, that's, that's an amazing story. And you're so connected to your intuition and your instincts that, you know, you knew what to do and you trusted that it wasn't all messed up and the answer was wrong. And I think a lot of people are out to disprove <laughs> But they shouldn't trust in the universe, that they should trust in their PhD, they should trust in, you know, the doctor. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with doctors, but you've got to put your trust in yourself first. Right. In yourself first. Well said. Yeah. Well, the, 2019, we kind of had this white picket fence, so to speak, of of what life looked like, you know, you, you go to school, you learn some crap and then go work at wherever and retire and whatnot. And that, that narrative, that normal, so to speak, has been blown to bits. And uh, it seems like the human heart, the, the collective heart of humanity is really, really has a strong desire for a more authentic 
narrative for the collective, a more authentic idea of what a community is, a more authentic idea of a self-sustaining culture where we're not tied to any global policies, to any global um, um, influencing where where you truly are like free-range human personas. The idea of a single template of heaven, like, you know, here's righteousness. Now stay away from wrongteousness. We're going to live in righteousness. And that's blasphemy, it seems, to both nature and the divine. I think humanity wants people to find an authentic idea of themselves, not to fabricate it out of their mind, but to really organically anchor their persona in their own authenticity, however the hell that looks like. Wow, and yes, and hallelujah, because <laughs> I think we're so, we're so done with dogma. And you look at the kids that are growing up, you see, look at the kids that are being born these days. They're not having any of that crap. They're not. The education system, they're the ones taking it down. They're the ones saying, no, you can't. We don't want any of this. And, of course, there are some who just who are still going to follow. And, you know, I, I see different kids have different purposes, just like adults do. But living in Byron Bay, there's a whole lot of kids who go to bush school. There's a whole lot of kids who are homeschooled. There's kids like mine who go to a Steiner school. You guys call them Waldorf schools. We call them Steiner schools. And, you know, I'm seeing just this whole... Um, recalibration of education but also recalibration of just everything and I and I'm so grateful for all of it and everyone's being challenged but you know some of us were incarnated to be the bridge in between one age and the next and we didn't realize that that was a hell of a rickety (laughs) bridge and you know it's pretty you know okay you each get your bridge but hold on tight because you know uh, it's just been really full on and everything is just falling apart. Everything that doesn't align with that love and the sense of community. And so I love that we, my husband and I were really drawn to living in the rainforest here in the hinterland. And um, just for the pure fact that I just didn't want to have so many neighbors, but moving here, we always knew we wanted community, but we didn't realize how effortlessly it would come to us when we bought this piece of land and we really connected with the indigenous energy here and the nature energy here. And we said we were going to devote our lives to this land and restoring it and honoring the indigenous and creating our own food forest. We had no idea. We had a year of initiation, but we were held by community. And I have, it's quite ironic that I can't see any of my neighbors only hear them if they get the chainsaw out. And so I can't see my community. I can't see a single house from from my from our place, and yet I'm more connected to community than I ever have been. I've had some great neighbors where we've lived over the years, but the community that we've brought on board in this place and the community that lives in this area is so open-hearted. And, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's going their own path. And it's not, the whole point is not that we're all doing the same thing. The whole point is that we appreciate and support each other. And here there's more of that. There's less reliance on 
the, like you were saying before, the external need for global this and government that. And, you know, like we don't need people to really kind of hand us anything or, you know, we don't need promotions. We don't need a company car. We're like, (laughs) we're just making this life. It is amazing how your life changes when you're actually living in community. And I really get that a lot of people are scared about living in community because of the vulnerability that is asked of you, the authenticity, the, the really speaking your truth in love, but speaking it and, and being living in integrity. That's something that I've learned here living on this land as well. It's a whole different ball game. And I'm so grateful that we're here. And this is my, this is my focus, you know. So to be able to weave that into the book as well was such a gift to actually live here during the process of editing it. I actually wrote it before I moved here. Um, and then I moved here and I was editing it going, oh, I see. So I think Mother Earth always had this plan. Right, <laughs> Somehow yeah. I got the book the book download first and then I got the nudge to move and yeah so she she knew what was going down oh yeah well I did a, a pre-record for an upcoming show with Emily Francis and she moved from Atlanta Georgia in the United States to the island of Malta mm. and and uh, and I bring this up because she really said pretty much a lot of the same thing that the community there was just so mind-numbingly anchored in all the all the people, and there, there's a sense of there's a I, I think there's a real sense of tranquility, a, a sense of peace. It doesn't mean you don't laugh and dance and hoot and holler and shoot the mm. six shooters, but but. Um, when you connect with the land, when you connect with uh, Mother Nature, your heart rate slows down, and mm. your your nervous system chills out, and you relax, and and the stress ripples out of your persona. And how many people, my God, could use with a a big dose of that? Because with the normal shot to hell, it, it's hard for egos to understand what's coming down the pike. They want they want a, a preview of this next chapter. And I'm not so sure a preview exists even in the history of history. Humanity's been in the pressure cooker for thousands of years. And once we let our hearts out and once we reintegrate love and 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 learn to honor our authenticity. I don't think anybody in the flipping galaxy can tell us what impulses the divine God, divine goddess within our persona is going to manifest. Wow, yeah, 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 that's right. There is no, no, because we're all creating our timelines. That's why there's no math. There's, there's, there's no... There's no sense of, oh, by the way, you know, by this year, you'll all be living in community with food forests. No, because uh, no. a lot of people are going to be involved in technology and a lot of the technology, I mean, whether you want to call that good or bad, there's going to be a positive and a negative aspect to the way technology is going to take off and the way it's going to influence our lives. And I'm not like adverse to technology at all. I really love using it in my business and in my life and to connect with people that I also can see there's a darker aspect to it. So however people choose to live each day, whatever they choose to focus on is so important. And that, again, is that 
having the power in the present moment to really choose your life because that's where your power is. The present moment, where your mind is at, what, what are you reading? What are you looking at on your phone? What are you, what are you doing? In, are you in nature or are you always in a building? Are you always in air conditioning or do you get some fresh air? I mean, I get it when you're in the snow, you don't really want too much fresh air. But, you know, the, the whole idea of connecting to nature is a really powerful one. And the fact that a lot of people are losing their jobs and a lot of people are losing their way because everything that they formerly thought of as their safety and security is now mm, looking a little fragile. So they're feeling a little fragile and they're thinking, well, where do I find that safety and security? Well, you can start in nature because she's going to hold you through this. I think she's really going to hold us all. Those who can really lay in her lap as often as possible, we're really going to be held by her. We're going to be held by her being. There's a whole bunch of plants that are wanting to help us either through their presence or their medicine or their, you know, to eat them, to drink them, however you want to connect. There's so many that want to really deeply help us and powerfully so. And so I find that, you know, on the path to anchoring within and on that path to finding safety and security only within yourself, because that's the only place that ever existed anyway, we can turn to mother nature and we can say, Hey, you know, shit's going down. Like, (laughs) How can I be of service to you right. and, how, and how can I receive from you everything that I need to be healthy and whole and happy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a saying that says, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but uh, um, there's the idea that uh, you think you know what your life purpose is, you know, um, pray, pray, uh, yeah, pray, pr- pray this prayer. Um, divine uh, Father, Divine Mother, show me how I can be a bigger vessel of compassion for humanity. And for myself, invariably, some big-ass vision comes into my mind, and my ego's like, what the crap? No, <laughs> you, you, don't, you forgot who you're talking to. I'm not, you know, the superhero. <laughs> I'm this, this small-town kid from Utah. And God, goddess doesn't give a rat's ass about your past. It's, uh, it's, real, it's like... All of us are a hundred percent vetted. Uh, we're we're all given the opportunity to really immerse our persona in unconditional love, and which includes self-love. And the, like I said in the beginning, love love will kick your ass in such a beautiful way if you can heal your relationship with it. And I've learned that when you get that big-ass vision from from your heart, your soul, God, God is, that it's there's no mistake there. You don't have to know the how. It's not your part. You don't have to know the how. And a lot of times our ego pitches that stuff out the door because we don't know the how. It does. It totally does because because we don't have the map. 
the, the goddess doesn't need to give you a map. It just, it just wants you to show up. What I love about that prayer that you shared, and I closed my eyes when you were saying it, I really wanted to feel that. Compassion is so powerful and it is such an incredible alchemizer. And you, you know, we all have to do the work. We all have to like really see what's going on in our ego, see what's going on in our subconscious and unconscious, what's driving us through life, what are the beliefs that we have that are blocking us from love, that are blocking us from community, that are blocking us from our wild nature. And one of the ways to do that is embody compassion. So to be a vessel for compassion is profound. Because if you feel compassion running through you, if you feel that in your body, it's going to alchemize that stuff. And there is, you know, yes, there's deep work to be done in life, but you can also take a bit of a load off by connecting to these higher emotions because what they let do is when you're sitting in a space of compassion, there's no space for guilt or shame or frustration or anger. And for a minute, you just feel lighter because your vibration is literally rising. And if you can do that often, even if you just show up every morning and say, how can I be a greater vessel for compassion today. That's going to change your life. It does. It does. And the, the more you poke at it with a stick, the, the, the clearer it gets in your noggin and, and you realize that it's not this fleeting thing, but it's a, it's a, a possibility, a potential. You know, when in Egypt, when the pharaoh has all these slaves and he's like, you're my bitches, shut up, keep keep working. And the, and the slaves are praying, going, God got us, the suffering sucks. God got us, come, come save our ass. God got us, um, enough is enough. Zero times has God got us, unscrewed the Pharaoh's head and flipped a switch in his noggin. We're given fierce free will. God did not strong arm the Pharaoh to behave in a different way. He didn't. But he goes and gets Moses. You need flesh and bones. You have a body? Who has a body? Come on, raise your hand. If you have a body, you can be a vehicle of the divine. Well, hell, I'm not sure I can do that. Well, hell, I'm not sure you're going to do that unless you you figure out that it's not, you don't have to decide how it happens. You just have to show up and trust. There's that damn trust word again, that God got us will figure the path out that will connect you with the people, the opportunities, the resources. You just have to trust and then say yes and and pray the, pray the prayer and uh your life will never be the same and once you taste the fruit of that everything else seems mundane it's it's a it's a curious thing how it evolves and morphs as you show up for it mm. I remember when I was a kid, I went to church, um, mostly Baptist churches, until I was about 19. And I remember hearing the, the minister quite often saying in a prayer, you know, Lord, let my will be thy will. And I remember as a kid going, 
forget that. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I'm here to do my thing. Are you think I'm going to hand, like, my day over to some judgmental, like, God with a beard that you're painting out to be some, like, okay, you can go to heaven, you can go to hell, or you're damned and you're okay. And, like, they just, the, the, the impression of God that I got was just not okay. And, and, and obviously an illusion really of what we were fed in the church, what many of us were fed in the church. And so I remember growing up thinking, no, that's just, that's BS. I'm not going anywhere near that. That this is my life and doing it according to me. And that is that. And then I remember hearing it from Marianne Williamson one day, and it was just, I think there was something about the way she said it. And I just went, well, okay, hang on a second. I just have to reassess what this means. Right. If you're talking about the source energy that's already in me because of my, I, I am God. I have this God self within me. And if I'm consciously connected to the God self within me, my higher self, my, the, that incredible love that we were talking about before, that, that deep truth and the, the passion and the vibrancy and the gifts of my soul, if I can hand my day over to that, oh, yeah, like, yes. Yes. And so quite often I would show up in the morning and I would just, that was my prayer. Just show me what to do. And some days it was kind of uncomfortable because there were certain, you know, ways of being or certain friendships or certain things that I really needed to let go of in order to allow the goddess to move through me and to breathe through me, which was such a gift and an honor. And the more, the older I got, the more I discovered that that's the only way to be. And so, yeah, at first, if you're living an inauthentic life, I find like that's just a really can be a really challenging thing to bring in. And but when you do and you trust and you trust that this is for your highest good and you trust that big picture, you're going to have the, a much happier life and a, and a much more abundant and satisfying life then if you were to just like block your inner access to your inner divine then wow, that's when the magic happens. Like really, the magic truly happens. But you got to you know you got to kick a lot of the blocks out of the way, yeah. and that's your own doing. Because we're the ones that bring the blocks in. You got to kick them down first, and that's when you get that access to the divine that's already within you. Right. Oh yeah. And when you when you uh, surrender or volunteer your life to love to the divine idea, it. Love doesn't want to mangle you or push you into a, I mean, your authenticity and your enlightened self are the same self. Your authenticity and the divine idea of you is the same persona. So in other words, so here I I do this yakety yak every week and, and we have wonderful guests like you and so many others on the show this is love. This is me showing up as love for humanity. I, I have a, a fierce compassion for humanity, and, and I don't have to step out of my authenticity to be a vehicle of love. It, love works with me, as me, through me. And, and what I'm getting at is... It, it doesn't become a burden. It doesn't become a drudgery. It it becomes more vibrant and more, uh, you start to see love everywhere in every win. And it, it, you really, 
you don't understand until you heal, heal your relationship with love, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. You find love through portals, you know, when a loved one dies. You find love when you, you like, in the last few years, I've faced some really dark times. I feel like I've touched on, like, dark nights of the soul, at least a couple. But it was through that portal when I really allowed myself to go through it and trusted that I needed to go through it. And really, it kind of stripped me bare. But what I found was greater access to love. The compassion that you get from from just being so raw in life, the compassion that you feel from around you, but also from the inside out. I mean, it's just, it's a two-way, it's a two-way street once you open up to it. It's just, it's between you and all things and all things and you and all beings and you. So the, the, the access to love is not always what we think, but it's always there. It is. And, and I, the nonlinear um, realm of love has has a very strange way of accomplishing things because our linear mind says, okay, we want to build a house, we need a foundation, and we need blah blah blah. And nonlinear says, oh hell, let's do this, do that, do this. Poof, done. In in other words. Uh, it, uh, love does not follow a linear trajectory to bring about the outcome it desires. It's, and that's the miracle. I really find that's the magic and the miracle of life. And that's only found through trust. And that's only found through you. Well, you can't expect miracles from everyone around you and go, oh, I live a miraculous life. The miracle is you. And the miracle is accessing that. The miracle is really accessing that love that's within you. And exactly, building a house or whatever it is that you desire to create when you hand the plans over, over to the divine, which is in you, which is you, which is, which is in all things and say, okay, show me. To show me in your timing and in your grace and in your intelligence and wisdom and magic, show me how to create what I need to create. And wow, mind blown. (laughs) 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 Well, now I'm holding your book in my hand, Wild Hearted Purpose, Embrace Your Unique Calling and the Unmapped path of authenticity what a beautiful book you've written what what uh what calling of the divine i mean part one a a seed of vision part two grow your design part three blossom as your purpose bloom i'm sorry bloom as your purpose bloom Bloom is that expansion from a bud to a flower. Bloom, I mean, it it seems like we're all buds in every moment because love always has an opportunity for us to bloom over and over and over again forever. Um, What, uh, your, your book just reeks of the next chapter of humanity, wild-hearted purpose. 
how how do you think your book is um, um, relating to this next chapter of our human dynamic? Yeah, I feel I feel like it is, and I I've got to admit I did not feel that in the beginning, and that wasn't my intention or my understanding. My intention was to bring through what I was learning as a soul purpose mentor onto the pages of the book. Mother Earth kind of like took over <laughs> so that the book was, you know, all about her, which rightly so it should be because she has so much to teach us. And so just me wanting to share what I was learning as a mentor and a coach and me wanting to show up and serve Mother, Mother Gaia and really allow her wisdom to just flood, flood the pages so that really people felt immersed in nature as they were reading it. And that, and that is what I hope touches people. Not so much the, I mean, there's a lot of journaling prompts in there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of lessons from my life. There's a lot of insight from, you know, my team and spirit and friends and all sorts of places. But what I didn't realize until I suppose late last year was a friend of mine in the U S was saying like, Oh, your book is perfect timing. There's so many people who are searching. There are so many people who went deep into themselves over the last couple of years and said, well, then why am I here? If it wasn't the job because the job's fallen away or the job's changed or I've changed or my ethos and my values and my ideas of what success is or my ideas of what community is have all shape-shifted and, and people are feeling lost, which is so fantastic. If you're feeling lost, then you're in the right place because that's where you get to tap into your heart space and say, hey, hey, show me the way, just show me the next step. So then I had other people around here in Australia saying, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely perfect timing. And the more I tuned into them and said, well, why? Then I really found that globally so many people are just wanting that um, realignment with what is true for them because what we, what happened over the last few years as well is there were so many people saying no, no no this is the truth and it's still happening no this is the truth oh no this is what's happening in the government no 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 this is what's happening in society and the banks and you name it this is what's happening and people have really strong opinions about this and what I what I appreciated through the blanketing of people's opinions on social media and the news and wherever they could was that we all got so overwhelmed with it. I think at one point all of us just had to turn it all off and go, but what do I feel? Right. What is my truth? Yeah. What do I think about it? And do I care about that? And do I, do I need to like soak up so many people's opinions about that? So I really feel like the book has, you know, by the grace of the goddess and mother Gaia and all beings who have assisted me on this road, I really feel like the book is coming out in great timing and I really hope it can, you know, just open people's hearts and take their hands and really show them the way onto their highest path and purpose. Very nice. Well, social media and the online community or consciousness a lot of times projects these uh, monolithic uh, narratives like the whole flipping planets living a single narrative, but there's thousands of millions if not more narratives all playing out at the same time and if you turn the damn tv off and tune inside your narrative 
your dynamic will come in. What I really like about your book is that you don't just do this uh, uh, front-to-back monologue of yakety yak. You have <laughs> – I'm looking at the uh, – it's just past the table of contents. You have a whole list of practices, and practices get us out of our flipping brain. You have rituals that, that bring a physical demeanor into the uh, morphing of who you are, evolving who you are, and, and you have a list of journeys. I mean, you, you're really bringing action items to the reader and not just doing some mental construct. And there's wonderful, very powerful books that are just mental constructs. I'm not denouncing anything or anyone, but your book is, a, I think, a beautiful balance between reading a conceptual idea and yet bringing it in organically into your life. Thank you so much. I love that reflection. I appreciate that so much. I really did want to embody the wisdom, uh, whatever wisdom people are able to garner from the journeys in nature, from the lessons, the ideas that are shared. I really hope everyone takes a unique experience from that. And the rituals, the journaling, everything there is just to really help people embody that. Because if you can do that and if you can really dig deep into it, then the wisdom stays with you rather than a floating concept that you will probably forget in 12 months' time when you really journey with the book and you, you find your own pace and you find your own truth and authenticity through that, then it really, I mean, that's, for me, that's how books have changed my life when I've kept a journal with it. Or, you know, like in the, when I first started getting into really powerful books, jamming my notes down in the margins and ruining the book for anyone else. But that was my MO back then. But now I take a different approach with a little blank journal that goes with it. And I find that's how I can really um, take on the messages that I receive from each book. So that's what I wanted to give to other people as well. Well, you've done a beautiful job. Now, time can fly pretty fast. It's time to focus attention on you Tell us about your website, your books, and anything else that you'd want to share with our audience. Well, thank you. My website is chrisfranken.com. That's K-R-I-S-F-R-A-N-K-E-N.com. And there you'll find my two books. I've got a book on intuition and this latest book on purpose, which is available everywhere online. If you're in the U.S. and Canada, it should be right through bookstores but it's going to be delayed in the rest of the world where it comes out a little bit later. Um, I, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions online. Um, if you're in Australia or you want to come to Australia, I'm going to be doing retreats this year and workshops. And um, you can find meditations that are free by me on Insight Timer. But yeah, it's all on my website there. I would love to just connect with anyone who wants to say hi. So I appreciate the space to, to share that. Well, very nice. Uh, Chris, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I feel so expanded. I really feel just so connected. Thank you, Les, for this. You, you have such a gift, and thank you for sharing your gift. We've been talking with uh, Chris Franken, and the topic tonight has been the name of her latest book, Wild 
wild-hearted purpose. Wild-hearted. Wild-hearted. Wild yee-haw. Wild-hearted purpose. I like that. Uh, the, the heart has no problem being bold. The heart has no problem um, ignoring um, pretenses from the collective or from the past. Well, damn, what an exciting time to be alive. Some bitch. You know, if you're here now, I'm no sproctologist, but if you're here now, I would suggest that that you have a life purpose in the queue that if you choose to show up for it would be the most fantastic adventure of a lifetime and it's it's crafted your life purpose is crafted by your soul with you in mind and and if you can get your ego to chill out and trust and you can hone your authenticity and and trust the passion of your heart you know to to a passionate heart a a, a wide open heart a passionate heart can intimidate the crap out of a ego the ego wants to know what's going to happen and if you un, untether your heart and and let it run free a free range heart it can it can uh, make your ego nervous so to heal your ego's addiction wanting to know the how then your heart can operate in a much more authentic and powerful and passionate way i wrote a book citizen king about just that i want to thank you the listener You've showed up for yourself again, haven't you? Here you are. Kudos to you. If you keep showing up for yourself, you're going to kick some divine ass. Hats off to you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.